0: Hey, this is Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Wrestling With Ideas.
1: Welcome inside the CKDJ studios for Wrestling With Ideas here on CKDJ 107.9, Ottawa's new music. On the line with me, we have a big star. He comes from WWE. He's a former two-time Intercontinental Champion, a six-time tag team champion, and he has been lighting up the independent scene recently. On the line with us is Cody Rhodes. Cody, how are you doing today?
0: Man, I'm doing really well. I'm actually uh, in the process of moving from my house in Dallas to Hollywood, California. I'm literally driving across the country right now, so, so it's nice to be speaking with somebody.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, it's uh, we're glad we're speaking with you, and uh, I'm alongside me is Alec Miski, and we're going to talk a little bit about your WWE uh, stuff, just a little bit. Uh, the first question I just want to ask is... Uh, We'll actually get right into one of our fan-submitted questions. Uh, we want to ask, uh, what happened with plans uh, for a potential match with Goldust at WrestleMania? We've heard these plans for a couple of years. Uh, how close were you to having a Cody Rhodes versus Goldust match at Mania?
0: Not not even 1%. Um, that was... Uh, it's so weird. I answer this question a lot. And I feel bad because I wish, I wish I could tell people something else, but... Uh, Dustin did a big Twitter campaign before he came back to WWE about wrestling me. And, uh, it never, it it didn't translate to when he actually came back to WWE and got his job back. There was never any, any discussion us wrestling at WrestleMania in any of the years that I kept seeing it on, on, on the internet. No, I mean, I can't. Not from top to bottom. There wasn't a single rider um, all the way to Vince who was, there was never penciled in.
1: And uh, so, was what were some of the, uh, I guess uh, we were also, saw a lot of times where you were in the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match, and there were a lot of times where we thought uh, you were going to win. Uh, was what, was there one specific year where you were really close to winning Money in the Bank?
0: I mean, sadly, not not to sound like, A total jerk there was two years when I was told not just so supposed to or I think or I can't wait to get there tomorrow and hopefully I hear my name no I uh I was told in advance that it was happening and then both times uh one time four hours before the pay-per-view got the uh got the dreaded news um however the year that I did not win that Damien Sandow won that is my favorite match in all of WWE um, and my entire time there uh, was in Philly the year Sandow won and the story was about me not winning so maybe there's something to that.
1: Absolutely and uh, so let's uh, move on a little bit forward now uh, going into the independent scene what was uh, how were you feeling uh, knowing that you're going to be going on to the independent scene for the first time in your career?
0: Well I think To me, it didn't feel like the first time because I kind of drove my dad around from age 15 to 19 when he would do his kind of legend tour on various Indies in the Northeast United States and actually all around. So I got a uh, nice view of what they were then. However, as you guys know, um, the Indies have changed dramatically. Uh, It's almost strange to call them Indies versus and to call them by their actual brand names uh, because all of the talent that is dominating wwe right now is indie talent and nxt is just the like just the haven for the world's greatest indie performers so it's really you know spotlighted that scene considerably mm-hmm.
1: and uh i want to talk about when you uh, were part of tna and and as part of their bound for glory pay per view, how was uh, the setting at TNA at that time? As we're hearing a, a bunch now about them possibly going bankrupt uh, recently.
0: I mean, for me, I don't, I don't. It wasn't something I particularly did for the money as much as I wanted to uh, get a chance to tackle some things that were on the list. Uh, Mike Bennett, for example, um, and I just wanted to have. It's always better to be on TV than not be on TV. So I wanted to kind of continue to keep the brand out there. But I didn't concern myself with the management or the political element of it. My experience with both Billy and Dixie was very thumbs up. And the four tapings I was part of, uh, I, I, it was a smooth operating machine. So whatever's going on behind the scenes, I can't speak to that. But I did enjoy my time there.
1: And so, would you say that, uh, if given the opportunity, do you think you'd be able to go back to TNA?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure, if, if things are, you know, worked out, their next set of tapings, uh, and they want to have me back, I think they were very pleased. Uh, you'll see I have a match with Eddie Edwards that's coming up on a future episode that I think kind of, uh, might have sparked their interest further in having me. And, uh, yeah, I'd absolutely come back. It's, uh, it was a fun experience for me.
1: And uh, I want to talk about when you uh, went to the first uh, independent show, uh, Evolve. And uh, there was a ton of buzz around Evolve for having you on the show. Um, how was your experience with Evolve and talking to Gabe Sapolsky?
0: Well, I think, uh, I, think I can officially say Gabe and I are friends now. Um, however, just speaking with him over emails and texts, he might have been the most confusing. I mean, he's Heyman trained, so he has this whole method to his madness, but definitely some madness. Uh, upon getting to that show in Joppa and being part of Evolve with Zack Saber Jr., I kind of fell in love with them as a as a unit company, and because it's such a drastic different. Like Evolve is not an indie. Evolve is Evolve. They're they're. Take a look at Timothy Thatcher. Take a look at Gulak. What they do is different. Uh, it's a different type of wrestling in general. And uh, I was uh, I was glad they welcomed me in. Uh, it was a fun experience.
1: Mm-hmm. And how, and what was it like wrestling uh, Zack Sabre Jr. and Chris Hero on both those Evolve shows?
0: I think uh, it was nice to see what type of range I have as a competitor because Zack Sabre Jr. is... You know, is a, is a wizard. He's a, he's technically brilliant. Um, he's also just a wonderful guy. Um, Chris Hero uh, is just—I don't know if you guys. I'm sure you know this, but as as we get older and more experience in the industry, Chris Hero is just burning it up. He is he is incredible. And I thought he was great when I met him at Florida Championship Wrestling and when I'd seen the Kings of wrestling with him and Claudio and now like he's just getting better and better. Uh, so it was fun to showcase that range. You know, one was more technical match. The other was just more of a, I mean, I got a picture of me throwing him on a concession stand. So, you know, that one got a little out of hand.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. And, uh, I want to talk about PWG. Uh, it's definitely got one of the more rabid fan bases, um, and you got a huge reception uh, in PWG. Uh, comparing the fan base of PWG to WWE, what do you think is just the main difference between both those fan bases?
0: Um, I think PWG is probably best described as wrestling church. Uh, people go to worship wrestling there, and they also go to worship fandom there, you know, the whole, whole environment, the the boys in the ring with their shirts scraped over the ropes, then the beer line wrapping around the ring and just the, uh, the whole just trouble that is getting tickets because it's such a must see event. Um, it's wrestling church. So compared to like a WWE casual audience in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's a Rustita, California. It's a, a massive, massive difference. Uh, you know, PWG is wrestling's like most hardcore fan. Um, that there's, they can see, they can see it all, and you're so close to them. So it's a real test for a competitor to see if you're able to please that crowd. And if you are, it's even more, you know, it feels so rewarding.
1: And uh, and and you faced a ton of opponents at PWG. Uh, Out of those, out of the three opponents uh, that you faced at PWG, uh, who do you think was the wrestler that really brought the best out of you, especially in front of that crowd at PWG?
0: Well, gosh, it's tough because Sammy Callahan uh, is—he's one of those guys that will remain on the radar for a long time, and then all of a sudden he'll be blipping on the radar more than you've ever seen him because he's constantly learning and changing. So I really – he brings out a great deal out of me. Um, And on the other hand, Marty – Marty, I mean, having – he being the one that won the Battle of Los Angeles, uh, I really want to continue what we started – but I'd really like to do it on, on his terms and on uh, on his soil. So I've been actively kind of seeking out a U.K. promotion that wants to do me and Marty, because uh, I got a, I got quite a kick out of him.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of U.K. promotions, uh, I'm just wondering uh, how your uh, tour in the U.K. has gone so far. We've seen such a huge boom uh, in that wrestling market. Uh, how have your experience in the U.K. been so far?
0: I mean, uh wrestling in the UK right now is in the midst of a, of a renaissance. Um, it is 1996 in the UK, if that makes any sense. Uh, they're booming business wise. Kurt Angle and I just uh, had a, uh, record house for what culture pro wrestling. And I think that probably sums up my experience over there in general. I can't wait to get back. I have a show, uh, at Southside. their sixth anniversary special and I get to wrestle Pete Dunn And, uh, it's just the business over there right now is booming.
1: And uh, just to touch on uh, What Culture Pro Wrestling, what was it like to uh, work with them compared to WWE?
0: Well, I actually told uh, Adam at the Culture that the Manchester show felt a lot like WWE. Um, it's very streamlined, um, very smooth operating um, as far as how they ran their convention and how they ran their show their show felt like a pay-per-view to me. I mean, maybe it's because we such a large crowd, but uh, they, uh, for how short they've been around, their success has everything to do with they have a lot of great people, uh, hardworking people, and not, not like they have less wrestling just wildness and a lot of organization behind the actual brand, and I really appreciate that.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, let's look more, a little bit more into the future. Uh, I want to ask uh, do you ever see yourself signing an exclusive wrestling contract with any wrestling promotion uh, in the future? Or are you going to just continue working uh, the bookings uh, until maybe something pops up?
0: I mean, I don't see myself ever signing something that is long term exclusive. I mean, short term perhaps uh but long term that i did that for 10 years um and uh if it the last two of those 10 years felt like hell so um i yeah no i don't i don't see it anytime soon but again i'm always open to you know new possibilities and as wrestling is changing so much you never know but currently probably not
1: Mm -hmm. and uh Moving a little bit forward, uh, you're going to be appearing at uh, Reign of Honor Final Battle. Do you have any idea who your opponent will be at Final Battle, or is it still just up in the air at this point?
0: I think I know, but I'm not allowed to say.
1: Uh, <laughs> any yeah, hints no, at all? I, uh,
0: I know I saw a shortlist the other day, and then I think they've made that decision uh, for me. I do know that people who uh, want to see some of the matchups as far as Ring of Honor stars are concerned, like Dalton Castle like Adam Cole, uh, it's very likely you'll see all those matches and a few maybe you didn't know you wanted to see because uh, the Ring of Honor time is going to be a little bit more extensive. Um, I really want to test my abilities uh, in Ring of Honor more than anywhere else.
1: And uh, who on the Ring of Honor roster would you like to face the most right now?
0: On the Ring of Honor roster?
1: Yeah, like would like Michael Elgin or... Um... Adam Cole. No, Michael
0: Adam... Elgin just dropped out of a House of Glory match with me, so I'm going to completely cold shoulder, silent treatment him for about two years. Um, no, uh, uh, Adam Cole, obviously. Um, Adam Cole is going to be a future WWE World Heavyweight Champion. Um, and before he makes that move, if he does ever make that move, uh, I, I feel like I'd really like to, that that would be my first choice.
1: Mm-hmm. and uh just to wrap things up here um taking a look at your wwe career and what you're doing uh on the independence now is there something that you could take away uh, from your wwe career uh, that you feel is applying to you now in your independent wrestling career
0: uh i mean this sounds silly but 10 years of traveling with wwe i essentially became a master george clooney and up in the air style traveler i I know everything about the roads of the United States and where the hotels are, where the gyms are, where the healthy food is. Uh, So that's been very helpful because now I'm kind of my own boss and I've cherry picked so many of these brands to go to. Um, So my travel experience has been really um, helpful. And then also the fact that I was one of the last guys that got to work with Shawn Michaels. Um, You know, I got to, do a whole tour in the U.K. with Undertaker. I got to mix it up with Triple H uh, when he was still actively wrestling, uh, Rey Mysterio, you know. So I, I try to take what I got out of those experiences, and, uh, and that's the only way to kind of pass it on in the best way I can.
1: Mm-hmm. And uh, just uh, two quick things. Um, what was it like working on the set of Arrow, uh, which uh, your episode is actually coming up this week. What was it like working on Arrow and working with Stephen Amell, who you had a uh, feud with in WWE, and do you see yourself uh, being on the show, uh, continuing to be on the show uh, after this episode?
0: I think um, when people watch the episode, they'll probably have more of an answer as to if Derek Sampson, the character I'm playing, is going to reappear in that Berlanti universe. Um, the experience was unbelievable. Uh, just, just unbelievable. Star city, the set, you think, Oh, it's just going to be a set. It's just going to be like wrestling. It's, it's no pun intended. Just going to be smoke and mirrors, but really it's like these massive sets. Uh, you know, when Steven comes on set, it's in the full green arrow garb to be in the makeup chair next to Mr. Terrific. You know, I'm a lifelong DC comic fan. Um, you know, I have my favorite green arrow graphic novel being the Longbow Hunters. Like I I I love the Star City world, uh, I just love D C in general. So it was it was I was like a kid in a candy store. It was very special. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, last thing uh, you'll be wrestling for Smash Wrestling uh, down in Toronto on October 23rd at the Franklin Horner Community Center. And uh, your opponent will be Tyson Dukes, who was part of the Cruiserweight Classic. And it's being hyped up that you chose uh, Tyson Dukes uh, for this matchup. Uh, what was it about Tyson that uh, intrigued you to have a match with him?
0: I mean, Tyson Dukes is a name that all of us hardcore fans know. But really, I feel like more casual fans should also know Tyson Dukes. I've been, he's been on my radar. Like we were talking about that wrestling radar for a long time. His style is, uh, you know, if people watch the Cruiserweight Classic is probably dramatically different from my own. And, uh, it's a, you know, a local kind a of local star for Legend of Smash. And, uh, uh, that there was when, when they told me who was available to work, I didn't even hesitate. He was, that was an instant pick.
1: So, well, uh, absolutely, and uh, thanks again, Cody. Again, you're going to be at uh, Smash Wrestling on October 23rd at the Frank Horner Community Center. For all the fans tuning in and want to see Cody Rhodes, definitely go check out that show. But thanks again, Cody, for this interview, and uh, we'll let you get back on your drive back over to uh, Hollywood, and uh, hopefully you have a safe drive over there.
0: Thank you guys very much. Thanks for putting up with me driving. I appreciate it. Hey, no
1: problem. Thanks so much, man. Have a good one.